Podcasting out of Alliance Wrestling Studios, pontificating on pro wrestling, the innovator of talk NWA, he is Jay NWA National Champion. He held that NWA North American Championship. He was all set to become world's heavyweight champion, and then things changed. And you're going to hear it from the man himself. I'm not going to tell you the story. We'll we'll talk to we'll talk to the man himself, Mr. Damien Wayne. Welcome to the Alliance Guys Podcast. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing good, man. It's a pleasure to be on here. I have been wanting to talk to you for a while, but a post uh, that came up on Facebook kind of spearheaded this conversation mm-hmm. because it was just last week November 2nd but uh, you know some nine years ago in 2012 when um, you were a part of an NWA it was supposed to be an eight way tag team match to crown uh, a new world's heavyweight champion as as some of our viewers will know uh, this was after uh, Scrap Iron and Adam Pierce and Colt Boom Boom Cabana Battled for the title through a best of seven series. Uh, both of those competitors decided to not return to the National Wrestling Alliance, making that title vacant. That title was supposed to be decided in Clayton, New Jersey. They had names like Lance Erickson, Jason Kincaid, Chance Prophet, Fordell Walker. Oh, wait. No, no, not Fordell. Sorry. He wasn't there. But you were, Damian Wayne. You were there. You were part of that matchup. And uh, the whole world. The whole wrestling world kind of expected you to win that title that night. And we were all rooting for you here at the Alliance blog. Uh, You might remember the message board. I don't know if any of our viewers are still watching. uh, Remember the viewer uh, message board. But we all predicted you to win that title. We were all just so sure that you were going to walk away as a champion. And that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, un- unfortunately, uh, what you just said seemed to be the base cause of why it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, you, you know, you sit there and you said everybody basically was rooting for me to win, and that was, I guess, what was the nail in my coffin is they uh, told me that they thought too many people knew I was going to win it. So they wanted the swerve of the fans. So all that, all that time and all that effort and energy. I mean, when when you talk about Damian Wayne, the wrestler who represented not only the Mid Atlantic, you know, you were wrestling out of NWA Virginia. You were making appearances for NWA Dog. You were a former North American champion. You really did kind of embody that NWA spirit as a do-it-yourself type wrestler. Um, like I said, you were going everywhere. And they just decided to scrap that because they wanted to swerve the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That 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 was the excuse I got when I walked in the building. So then, my 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 two follow up questions are: This, do you have any resentment towards Cahagas? Are you guys? On- oh no, no, not he ain't. he was just put put in the middle of it. No. Um, me and Paul are really, really, really good. You know, that, that, he had not one thing to do with it. And with that, also with that being said, like, was was there ever a promise of 
an opportunity down the road or oh yeah that- oh yeah yeah that, yeah there was another promise after that the promise was uh i was gonna get it uh, a couple of weeks later in florida and so they just kept dang- yeah yeah so they just yep. kept dangling that carrot then Hell yeah, yeah, dangling that, and then they, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I was given a national title as, as a little compensation or whatever you want to call it, and uh, you know, I was fine with that. You know, I, I, at that time, it felt like to me, I took that title and made it mean more than the world title at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a lot of, let's face it, at that time, there was a big shift in ownership for the NWA, so there was management was different. Um, you, you weren't dealing with, uh, you know, Bob Trobich anymore. You're dealing with Bruce Tharp and a lot of things were, uh, changing at the time. We all watched the seven levels of hate and saw the documentary where, uh, Pierce even said like, Hey, you know, they had wanted me to drop the title to Wayne here. They wanted me to drop the title to Wayne here. And it just never came to fruition. Um, any, any hard feelings to Adam Pierce? I don't know. No, nothing, nothing against him either. You know, uh, you know, I can understand his position and everything that was going on. So, you know, I don't have nothing against, you know, Adam. You know, and then at least on the outside, I have no clue what happened with him and all of them behind doors or what was said. So, so you know, like I always say, what I don't know won't hurt me. So, you know, other than that, so other than that, no, nothing. nothing no resentment or anything towards Adam either. So I really don't that. have no, I don't really have anything towards, I mean, it's a very heartbreaking situation and stuff like that, but the buck was passed so much. The blame was passed so much. The decision-making was passed so much. I never know who was behind what. So I can't really hold resentment against anybody unless I hold it against everybody and that's not fair and it, it, you don't really want to carry around that negativity either no. I imagine so that really puts you in an odd position because uh, again the fans wanted it um, and, and you did get a, a opportunities to wrestle against Cahagas while he was champion but you never really got that, that marquee moment uh, to, to become world's heavyweight champion but looking back on your career with the nwa what were some of your favorite moments what were some of the highlights for you oh i you know had quite a bit you know of course winning the north american title winning the uh national title um anything associated with the nwa was special to me because that's what i grew up on and that was that it was everything to me um i remember the moment uh that uh, Rick O'Brien showed up at Middy's and we were uh, doing everything we could to impress him to just get into NWA Virginia, you know? So anything that was associated with the NWA, uh, even the, the bad times mean mean so much to me just because what those three letters mean. And that's incredible. Like as a fan, you know, and when I say as a fan, I'm, you know, I'm also talking to you because before you got in that ring, you were a fan as well. Oh, yeah. it's, it's really cool to hear that you had that affinity for the NWA brand. And, and you did get to spend a lot of formidable years uh, competing in the National Wrestling Alliance at a high level. And like you said, the national championship, uh, the North American championship, 
you held the uh, the U.S. tag team titles with uh, Lance Erickson, right? No, yes, yep, yep. those are Mid Atlantic tag team titles. Oh, excuse me, the Mid Atlantic tag team titles. Well, th- th- that and the U.S. We held the U.S. Okay. tag team titles, okay, also, cool. both of them. Um, but yeah, you know, they, that's a whole another <laughs> thing I can go down with you with me and Lance and the world tag titles and uh, that whole situation. Well, know? that's kind of <laughs> in our in the chat here on the on YouTube. Uh, that's kind of where they were going, and I did want to ask you about that too because so like. Again, you seem to be the master of making, you know, lemons out of uh, or lemonade out of lemons. And it seems like the NWA handed you a lot of lemons because you were slated to team with Lance Erickson and get an opportunity to wrestle for the NWA World Tag Team titles. And at the time, I remember hearing that there were trips to Japan planned, that you were going to leave the country to wrestle for those tag titles. And then that didn't come to fruition. Uh, What can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, man, me, me and Lance got together and, uh, that was our goal in WA World Tag Team Titles. Uh, we busted our ass. We drove everywhere. Uh, we, I think within the three, three and a half year run that we did, we put over 178,000 miles on his car. <laughs> we, we did everything we could to put our faces any and everywhere where it needed to be. Um, when New Japan came to Texas for that, that weekend thing, uh, you know, me and Lance, uh, we actually paired up to where we would work against each other in front of them because we knew, you know, we feuded for about two years before we even started teaming. So we knew our style would get over with, with them. And, uh, yeah, they liked it. Uh, we were down, we were, I still got the emails from the office. We were from New Japan office and NWA office. We were booked to go over there and beat uh, Tenzan and Kojima for the belts and bring them back. And uh, this damn fool, man, for like three months, just kept putting it on excuse after excuse after excuse. And he finally just finally came out and said, I can't get a passport. So all that just went right down there, down the drain. So it's like I tell guys, man, I hear, I see guys get online and whine and complain and bitch about some little spot at some indie show, this and that. They're going to quit the business now. I said, man, I've had things happen to me that would make a normal wrestler cry and quit. And I said, I'm still going. You know, the passion's too damn strong to let stupid shit like that fucking, you know, kill it. So, oh, wow. I mean, and that's so that's the second heartbreak, really, with the NWA. And, and, and at least this one didn't come from the front office, but man, that's that's got a sting. Um, uh, very much so, because I mean, that was like, I think that booking, I want to say was like October. So it was like uh, a month or two before their big tag team climax tournament thing. And we would have been more than likely invited back to that, you know? So all the money lost, <laughs> the money I would have made over there. Yeah. So it's just, and I know our style, you know, I, he may have turned out to be a piece of, you know what, and this and that, and not just to me, he's turned out to be that to quite a few people, but uh, I, me and Lance was a pretty good damn tag team, and I know we would have got over it. I know, I, I remember us speaking back in those days, and he was very passionate about the business. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm guessing uh, 
he kind of disappeared off of my radar. I haven't seen him. Yeah, he's he's still off the face of the earth. <laughs> Thank God. Well, that that you just answered up my next question. I was going to say how uh, how how do you guys still get along? Do you still talk to him? Well, yeah, well, that's a funny thing there too. Is uh, he would always talk that that shit behind my back and to other guys, and then it seemed like every show that we were booked on together, he no showed. So then, you know, the guys started figuring his bull crap out. And then uh, my first AIWF world title run, he was hanging around the company there. And he, we were on a show. Um, I kind of bit my lip and, you know, uh, was professional. And all he kept was, you know, come on, Dub, let's, let's, let's turn this into an angle. Let's turn this into an angle. So about two months later, I finally gave in and said, all right, man, we'll do this. We'll, we'll, we'll work it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So the very first next show uh, date that I want to say it was for down in AIWF Mid-Atlantic in North Carolina or something like that. But anyways, as soon as we're supposed to start this angle, guess what? Guess who no showed? Man, man. <laughs> again. That's, exactly, exactly, dude. That's, exactly. That's rough. Um, so, I, then you haven't spoken to him at all, then, I guess. Nah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody. Uh, I, last we saw, I think he got married and completely fell off the face of it. Well, I mean, I, you know, kudos. He's, he's, burned, he's burned so many people, man. He, he's better off living off the grid sounds fair um i'm talking to damian wayne former nwa north american champion former nwa national champion former dog champion um your accolades have certainly stacked up over the years uh let's talk about when you broke into the business um because i know that you were a little bit older than most when it got in when you got into pro wrestling can you tell us a little bit about your experience getting into the world of professional wrestling yeah, I mean, it was obviously something I never, uh, well, we start where I always wanted to do it, um, but just back in that time, there wasn't no smaller guys. Um, I was running probably about 180 pounds in high school. I was a baseball head and all that, so the, I lifted weights, but it wasn't to get the, the size because of course playing baseball and uh right. i remember my uh graduation day i called luther as a school in uh, virginia beach virginia which was about 30 minutes from where i was and uh he told me i had to weigh at least 200 pounds just to get in the school <laughs> i was like well that ain't never gonna happen so yeah man i just went on i uh, ended up getting married having my, my son and all that good stuff and then ripe old age of 30 uh, came across uh, local promotion at the time was Virginia Championship Wrestling. Uh, I reached out to them. And just was I just want to be anything in the business. I don't care if it's ring crew, security, or because at that time, like I said, I was 30 years old and I was only 166 pounds. So being a wrestler to me wasn't going to happen, but I knew I could at least do something. So uh, I reached out to them. They uh, emailed me back and uh, said they're getting ready to open up a school in March of 2002. 
and this was probably about November 2001. So we had a tryout in January, and uh, there was probably about 27, 28 of us there, and uh, of course, you know, they go through and ask everybody what their name is, their age, why they want to do this, blah, 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 blah. And then the next closest guy to me was 22, so I was eight years older than the next guy there. And I said, yeah, this is going to be fun. And uh, so we ran the tryout, man, and uh, I, I, I did, I, I, they did the old, you know, cross your arms against your chest, kind of crouch down all thing. That was very uncomfortable for me because I, growing up doing backyard, I bumped on the grass like I do now on the ring. So I, I had that mentality already in my head, even not backyard for like 20 years or whatnot. Yeah. But uh, so I did it how I felt comfortable with it. And, you know, I guess it came off kind of, you know, pretty good and smooth. And it kept kind of my troop, the two guys that ended up being my trainer was kind of giving me the sides. And I was like, shit, I hope I ain't pissing them off and whatnot. <laughs> So then it come time for us to, they were showing us how to run the ropes and they were like, this is the hardest thing to do, the hardest thing to learn, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, there was guys tripping over their feet, stumbling through the ropes, this and that. And I got up there and did it flawlessly. <laughs> they called me over there and they were like, have you ever did this before? And I was like, dude, I'm 30 years old. I ain't never been in a wrestling ring. I said, I've grown up a fan, this and that, I backyard all my life. And they were like, well, you look like you've been doing this for like 15 years or so. Wow. I was like, well, uh, I guess I'm just a natural. <laughs> so I, at that moment, I walked in with a big head, but they brought me down to earth real, real quick. <laughs> real the 30 year old, the 30 year old prodigy just never did yeah. it. Yeah. You were like nothing. So that, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people know that about you, that you kind of came to the game a little bit late, but you were still, I mean, when you start talking about the career that you have and you continue to have, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's anything stopping you right now. You're, you're the AIWF world champion. Um, and like we said, your accolades kind of speak for themselves. Um, let's talk a little bit about a promotion that uh, I was very happy to see you a part of. And that was Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators Dog out there in Glassboro, New Jersey. Uh, I know that you were not only a champion there, but you competed there for several years. Tell me about your experiences working in Glassboro with Dog and and, and some of the talents that you engaged in, engaged with while you were there. Oh, man, I always had a good you know good time going up there for Jaden and uh, Dog. Uh, you know, he he was one of the guys that really got behind me, NWA wise, and, and was pushing my name out there and. And whatnot. So he was he was a big plus, man. I mean, he was real good, uh, you know, real good to me. Uh, um, you know, uh, I'm, you know, he's giving me Chance Prophet, Bordell Walker, Julio De Niro, you know, guys like that. I definitely can't complain. You know? So it was a good time. Um, he, uh, you know, obviously he helped get me uh, bookings and other places. Um, defending that title uh, one time uh, got me and Dirty Money booked in uh, for Sheldon uh, Goldberg and New England Championship Wrestling right. and, you know so yeah man it was he's a really good guy man I, I owe a lot to do do you, uh, do you still follow the promotion at all have you kept up with it at all 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I mess around with him because, uh, you know, funny story, when I first broke into business, uh, the, we, my training was probably about six months before we had our first pro match. And the last four months of my training, they already, they put me with a guy named uh, Big Time Mike Booth, and we were, we broke in as a tag team called the Old School Empire. Right. right. And so when Jaden had his, uh, his boys, uh, Patch and somebody else, they are called the old school empire. I was giving him a big rag on that. And <laughs> I said, I think we need to, to, to have old school empire versus old school empire and this and that. So yeah, I follow him, you know, I always give him a dig and this and that and, and, and good stuff like that. So, uh, you know, if I wasn't so far away, you know, he, we've, we've talked about getting me back over there and whatnot. It's just, you know, being in Tennessee or to New Jersey pretty good little hike <laughs> no, no kidding and and you did have a lot of uh memorable matches there of course your feud with uh with chance profit was one that like uh that resonated with me because again when i really kind of started this whole website alliance-wrestling.com at the time there were like four guys who really really to me represented the nwa and i'm talking about scrap iron adam pierce out here on the west coast and i'm talking about uh, Chance Prophet in West Virginia. I'm talking about Damian Wayne in Virginia. And then I was talking about Drew Onyx out in North America, or excuse me, in North America, in Canada, in Ontario. So it's like you four guys to me represented the National Wrestling Alliance more so than anybody else. And it's funny that you you had opportunities to face off against, uh, uh, against Drew Onyx in Las Vegas to win the NWA uh, North American Championship. And then you wrestled against Chance Prophet, uh, really all up and down the, the Mid Atlantic, be it for Dog or or just even in regular other NWA promotions. Tell me about Chance Prophet and tell me about your feud with him and and some of your best memories from then. He's still a thorn in my side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just lost my RWA Extreme Championship Wrestling title to him probably a couple of weeks ago. Well, wow! <laughs> yeah. It's oh fun. yeah! Oh yeah! It was in a high point, North Carolina for RWA. It was uh, his uh, his career versus my title. So wow. uh, yeah, we haven't stopped, man. What is it? Fifteen years later. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like you said, we, uh, me and Chance go way, way back, especially NWA wise, and you know. He might be a major thorn on my side, but the dude is so freaking talented. Uh, I love getting in the ring with him. I know the matches are going to be fun. The matches are going to be great. Um, and yeah, I, I could wrestle him, what's the old saying, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So I take it good friends, but better enemies? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think uh, I think it's time we finally, you know, get on the same side or something after 15 years. <laughs> you would you would think that that would have happened already, but maybe you guys are destined to fight forever. Yeah, I guess so. Um, some of your other really solid matches that I can remember uh, as national champion was your feud with Vordell Walker. Um, now I've I've seen Vordell Walker live a handful of times, and the guy just reeks of stiffness snugness whatever you want to call it every time i see him wrestle i just swear he's he's beating somebody up he's eating somebody's lunch um but of course that didn't happen with you can you tell me about your feud with wardell walker and your matches with him 
Yeah, he's another one right in the same class as Chance. And uh, sh- shit, I just <laughs> I just got my ass whipped by him about three or four weeks ago in uh, <laughs> Mississippi. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's another one. You know, I love wrestling Bordeaux. He is so talented, so and everything about him is freaking amazing. Um, I tell you good little funny story is my wife fell in love with him because uh, one of the first shows when we first got together worked at a biker bar in Raleigh, North Carolina and we did a Anything Goes match so you can imagine what me and poor Adele did there but after the match uh, he I mean the match wasn't even over 30 seconds and he was already running over there checking on me and this and that my wife was standing just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. He's, he's checking on you. And I'm like, well, yeah, honey, we check on each other, make sure we're okay. Yeah, but yeah. That, that that was her first experience with something like that, and she calls Bordell her boyfriend. So <laughs> she she loves some Bordell. Well, that I mean, that sounds at least the the nice way for that to happen. <laughs> um, so just as we're asking, um, in the chat room, Willie Bowen uh, wanted to know. Have you ever wrestled against Tim Storm, Jack Stane, Brent Albright, or Adam Pierce? Now I know, I know your feud with Adam Pierce. Again, when I talk about uh, the pillars of the NWA for me, when this website started was Adam Pierce and and you, and of course, like I said, Drew Onyx and Chance. And part of the reason why Adam Pierce and you resonate with me so much not only was Adam in my backyard, but because he was constantly flying to Virginia and, and you guys were locking horns quite regularly. And this was before Adam Pierce was a household name. This wasn't, you know, he certainly hadn't been on WWE TV regularly. This was just a, a guy who won the world's heavyweight championship and uh, the promoters in NWA Virginia put you guys together. Every time that he went out there, I thought there was an opportunity that you were going to walk away world's heavyweight champion. Tell me about your your matches with Adam Pierce. Tell me about the history you guys had and and uh, any of your good memories about that. Uh, he's another one that I absolutely loved wrestling. Um, I can remember our first match. We uh, we probably went about twenty minutes. Um, amazing time you know, I was I was blown away because um, it was still kind of young in my you know my career um, and I remember our second match we did the 60 minute draw with the dusty finish and yeah. that was so freaking amazing just to lay there and hear the crowd think I want to go but this and that but um, we went 60 minutes, man, without talking. It, it set, felt so easy. And then it was even to where when we got in the back, I, yeah, we both put the chest back. I feel like I can go another 30 minutes because it was so easy. So he, he he's freaking amazing in the ring. Um, he, he, he's another I could wrestle every night and never get bored. And then the other guys, um, the, the guy I mentioned, uh, Tim Storm, uh, wrestled him twice for the NWA World title in Franklin, Kentucky, New South. Um, uh, Brent Albright, I wrestled twice. Um, I did a uh, four-way for the ROH World title was me and Nigel, Brett, and Claudio. 
Um, and then me and Chris Escobar wrestled. I, I want to say it was Brett Albright and Roderick Strong. No, it wasn't Roddy. It was, man, who was he teaming with at the time? Uh, it was Eric Stevens. Eric Stevens and uh, Brett Albright against me and Chris Escobar at an ROH show. And who was the other name he mentioned? Uh, Jack Stang. Jack Stang. Yeah, me and Lance worked uh, Jax and Rob Conway quite a few times for uh, we have another question for you from Sean Mega. He wants to know what is your favorite match against Sean Denny? <sighs> Why are you putting a gun at me and making me pick? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, me and Sean Denny's had so many matches. He's another amazing talent that I love getting to ring with. And I would probably say my favorite match was our very first one, which was a uh, a 60 minute Iron Man match that a promoter, you know, everybody was dying for me and Sean to work each other. Uh, this promoter, Lewis Schrader for NWA Southern Pro out of Husky, North Carolina, who was the first one to sign it. He put us in a freaking 60 minute Iron Man match and uh, we pulled it off. And uh, it, I, it, we got a lot of praise for it um, on a lot of message boards and stuff like that. So I would have to say that was a, would be my favorite. That was our first one. Now, did the Geordie Bulldogs ever uh, score off against the Old School Empire? Was that something that was happening out there in Virginia? Uh, no, they weren't really together when we were together. Marky hadn't really gotten the business at that time. Okay. Um, but uh, I have worked the Geordie Bulldogs a few times when I uh, yeah, uh, I think that's the only only person I teamed with against them was Rex. But yeah, Marky had got the business yet. And then uh, Kukushi chat said, thoughts on Rex Sterling? Uh, that's my brother. Dude, you, you're talking about it. When you, you talk about true family that you get in this business, he's definitely one of them to me. And uh, me and him, uh, have traveled all over and deep the daylight out of each other. It, me, me and him was actually the two who broke um, the, uh, I guess what you want to call the Mid-Atlantic barrier into Ring of Honor before Ring of Honor made it out of the north. You know, out of the north, we, uh, me and Rex went to a Edison, New Jersey show, and uh, we had our. DVDs with us and we were looking for Gabe all show looking for Gabe all show and never found him at the end of the show we finally uh, just said fuck it let's give it to somebody that's associated maybe something <laughs> so we gave it to some dude on the ring crew and uh, obviously he gave it to Gabe because six months later me and Rex got the call and we did quite a few uh, Ring of Honor stuff and uh, he uh, uh, told us that it wasn't really a spot yet there in Ring of Honor, but he'd love to have us at FIP on a regular basis. So uh, that started me and Rex's career in FIP and Ring of Honor stuff here and there. And it it was funny because me and Rex was just talking earlier today, to be a matter of fact, because he sent me uh, a video of somebody uh, listening to uh, Suicide Messiah for the first time. 
and was flipping out. And I said, dude, do you know the second time I ever used that song was against you at Ring of Honor, Philly, <laughs> do or die show? He was like, yeah, man. He was like, I just remember standing in the ring and the lights were down and I was air guitar and I was like, I'm glad nobody could see me doing this. <laughs> So yeah, good times, good times with Rex, man. Well, that's awesome. Uh, you know the the, the questions in the uh, chatter. I think they want to do the interview themselves, but now they want to know what your thoughts were on what your thoughts are on Scotty Blaze. Oh, uh, he's another one that uh, got my ass handed to quite a few times. Um, good story on him is uh, I got two good stories with him. So he's the reason I chopped. Uh, so Amy and everybody that hates me chopping them can blame Scotty Blaze. <laughs> um, I got in the feud with him and I had a good punch. So I was like, why do I chop if I got a good punch? So I get in there with him and of course he's the chop master and he's chopping my ass all over the freaking place. And I said, well, I'm getting tired of this. I'm gonna start chopping his ass back. <laughs> so that's where Damian Wayne's chops came from was good old Scotty Blaze. And then uh, I remember coming to a show and it was me and him and I told him Scotty you know I usually don't bitch or complain about anything I said but I got sunburned really bad on my back so just no turkeys tonight no turkeys he was like all right I got you buddy I got you <laughs> I know where this is going so next thing I know I'm getting chopped in the forehead I got a handprint on my forehead <laughs> from that forehead. <laughs> So yeah, good times with Scotty too, man. He's another one that I'd love to get in the ring with. I mean, it's it's funny because like a lot of these guys were early in your careers, but I mean, your career, like I said, you haven't slowed down at all. You're still wrestling. You know, you just said your your wrestling champs popped a couple of weeks ago, and you, you, yeah, a couple of weeks ago you were in the ring with Fordell Walker. It just uh, it's amazing to me that the longevity you've had in your career, you've been able to avoid serious injury and. Literally, I mean, we're talking, I think we came into knowing each other back in 2008, 2009. I think, you, you know, you you had jumped on a few of the early editions of this podcast. And we were talking back then about the NWA and what it meant to you. And here we are in 2021. And this man is still out there competing on a high level, defending that AIWF championship all over the United States. I mean, I think that's really awesome. And it says a lot about not only your worth that work ethic but your ability to do this without really being uh too ever getting really seriously injured what 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 has been your worst injury in pro wrestling um yeah i can knock on wood and say i've been blessed with that i i can look back and say i don't think i've taken uh in 19 years any significant time off for any injury so is that uh i'm blessed you know blessed for um I know, I know, I know both of my knees have probably been hyperextended at least six or seven times each. So they're both, they're both gone. Um, and both of my shoulders are pretty screwed up, but I would say 50% of that was 23 years of baseball. And then yeah. <laughs> other 50% is in wrestling because I know a few times that I've actually jacked it up during wrestling so so you know no serious serious injuries thank god that you know that keeps me from doing you know what i'm, what I'm doing so i'm blessed with that but you know i've had a 
bunch of little ones from head to toe. I remember, gosh, I don't remember where exactly I saw it from, but I seem to remember you doing an elbow drop off of a, like an outhouse. Does this sound familiar to you? It was uh, it was more of a leg drop. It was uh, right. against DJ Hyde. Yes. Uh, yep. He was sitting in a chair, and I jumped off the uh, the top of the outhouse. That was at a biker bar in New Jersey. Um, I, man, I want to say that was a Phil Varlis Varlis' show or something okay. along with that. It might have been with him and Jake or something along that line. But yeah, that was a another bar show that me against DJ. Uh, Kakushi says that was a porta potty. Same thing. Yeah. It was orange, uh, pink and blue. If I'm not mistaken, I can kind of. I got a picture of it where I'm like leaping right off the top of it. That's the one that you should be autographing and selling at wrestling. <laughs> yeah, jumping off the shitter. <laughs> uh, being the shit, jumping off the shitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Asked, uh, speaking of chops, uh, what about chop? Uh, the chop daddy, Biggie Biggs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in a long time. I've seen him online, and I'm very, very happy and, and, and whatnot for him for his weight loss and, and all that. He's looking amazing, and I would love to get back in the ring with him. Um, we only got to wrestle a few times, but a few times we did. It was, it was quite a you know, it was a blast. He's, he's another really talented guy. Well, I mean, and again, we, we've been talking about your, your past. We've been talking about the NWA. We've been talking about Dangerous Adrenaline, Wrestling Gladiators, your time in Virginia. A lot of fond memories, and it's 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 neat to talk to you and, and see such a big smile on your face, which really means that you're, you've, you're validated. Your career's been validated. You've been having a good time. And I'm sure there's been heartbreak along the way, like we talked about, but for you to have that smile on your face when you're talking about all these great memories... Uh, that's to me. That's that's awesome. Um, but let's let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about the here and the now. Let's talk about the um, Allied Independent Wrestling Federation. How did you get involved with these guys, and and what did it take for you to get an opportunity to challenge for that world title? Um, honestly, I want to say that uh, they reached out to me. Um, I, I hate when I talk like this because then you always sound like you're bragging. But I think they just kind of wanted somebody to put them on a map, or at least get them out there. You know that you know. I'm not saying that not too many people knew about them, but I got quite a few that told me that they didn't even know nothing about the AIW until I got to them. So to me, you know, and, and that's that's me. I feel like if somebody is putting their trust into me, then I I got to do everything I can to give them what they're they're wanting and that's what I did you know, that first run they gave me I I took that belt it's no different than I did with the NWA national title I took it any and everywhere I could I defended it any place that allowed me to defend it uh, against the best competition out there and um, I just I, I tried to do what I could to put them on the map and I think I did a pretty good job with it that first go around and um, so just second go around um, I'm trying to do the same thing other than I'm just not a hustler as I was <laughs> during that first run I've kind of slowed down I'm picking and choosing you know where I'm going and this and that um, life is catching up pretty quick when you're about to turn 50 so you know I'm not, so, I'm not hey, going. Hey. 
not only that, but you had to deal with the global pandemic too. That really kind of put a pause on a lot of wrestling too. So. Yeah, 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 that did that. Um, but uh, I, I love the AWF. It's given me a lot of great opportunities. It's, it's allowed me to go places uh, like um, I'm getting ready to head to uh, Detroit, Michigan for my first time being in Detroit next Saturday. It, isn't it kind of incredible to, for you to like from, it's incredible for me to hear in any ways that out of all the places you've been where you've taken the dog title or the national championship and and you've toured around with these titles and you've never been to michigan before for a title match um and that's well i've been to michigan i've been to michigan just not detroit okay detroit, fair enough. yeah 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 i haven't been to detroit and so i'm pretty pretty stoked about that and that's coming up this weekend at metro pro yeah. right Yep, it'll be this weekend uh, against uh, Mason Nate Matson. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I know Nate uh, from uh, being around him a few times up in uh, Ohio and that area. He's another hell of a talent that I'm looking forward to. And then, what, it's a week later, you're going to be in Alabama defending that title against uh, Blaine Evans, right? Yep, yep, against Blaine Evans. He's the. Uh, fearless championship wrestling heavyweight champion um i know he's got a, a little hardcore dust matched uh, background to him so uh looks like i just might have to pull out the, the jeans and, and the good old school uh you know street fight gimmick and uh, tight, uh tape up them fists and have some fun taking it back to the old school empire days and there you go <laughs> Some slug, slugging and and then uh, getting out there and, and really just kind of fighting, not so much wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah you got to get it out of your blood every once in a while. <laughs> Was that how you do it by getting in a death match? You just literally yeah. drain the blood out. Yeah, nah, I I stay away from the death matches, man. That's not my style, but I don't mind getting hardcore or you know, getting. A, Getting up, you know, I'm just, I'm not the light tubes guy, and I'm not all that. But, good, uh, good, because that stuff is no, garbage, anyways. I'm the, I'm the old school hardcore. hardcore. I want to do chain matches, bull rope matches, cage matches. You know, that's you want to get hardcore. Let's go old school hardcore and see how bad you are. And you've already got some dates lined up in December. I mean, I'm looking at your schedule right now. You're going to be in Martin. Martinsburg, West Virginia for Domination Wrestling. Uh, you'll be defending the AIWF title there. Also on December 12th, the next day, you're wrestling a guy who I've heard so many good things about uh, Ring of Honors, uh, O'Shea Edwards. He recently appeared for Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. Another yeah, definitely thing. looking forward to that. That guy it looks like a beast, and I, you know, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. full faith in you. But that man is a beast, and I—that's I, a match that I'm going to be trying to see if I can find it online. And then you're in Panama Beach, Florida, on December the 18th. I mean, who—who who doesn't want to wrestle in Florida? Hey, <laughs> exactly. That's my my uh, old buddy of mine, Adrian Whisper, um, who uh, uh, trained with us when I first broke in, and I had probably. A, two and a half, three year feud. Um, again, every freaking match possible. And he's another, he's a guy that could literally, literally out wrestle probably 98.7% of the, you know, anybody, any, I'll put him against anybody, but he was just 
all about the hardcore. <laughs> so I had to keep him under wraps. But anyways, he's uh he's starting his promotion XIW back up, but this time down in Florida. And he reached out to me and was like, of course I want you on the roster. And I was like, well, you know, when's your first show? And he said, December 18th. And I said, well, what better way to spend my 50th birthday than in Florida and Brussels? So, wow. Well, yeah, that'll be, that's, yeah, December 18th is my 50th birthday. So, uh, you know, what better way to spend with old school family and wrestling and, and then Florida warm weather. Heck yeah, that sounds like a, see, that sounds like a great way to celebrate a 50th birthday. I'm agreeing with you on that one. Um, so let me pick your brain because we have we have some time left. But you, you know, you had mentioned earlier Ring of Honor and FIP, and I know how important those were to your career and how they helped establish you early on. Uh, with the news breaking that Ring of Honor is uh, suspending all operations, going on hiatus, releasing people out of their contract, there's going to be a diluge of independent wrestling talent uh, available. You think this is good for the business? You think it's bad for the business, or are you indifferent? Um, I, I honestly wouldn't say at this time that it's bad because there's so many other places to work now. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few years ago, it might be bad because there wasn't as many places. Right. Um, so uh, at least for the guys that it's happening to now, they have, they should put it that way, should have other opportunities like not connected least that part is a positive you know i don't want to see anybody lose their job or anything like that i don't care how much i hate somebody or something <laughs> like that you don't want to see them lose their job or get hurt or anything like that but uh, sure. so so i just you know the best of luck to all them all the talented guys that, that got released man. It's just, uh, but i'm sure the majority of them are gonna land on their feet no problem when you see those names released, is there are there names out there that pop your attention? You're like, you know, I think I could have a really good match with that guy, or I'd really like to step in the ring with that guy. Oh yeah, right off the bat, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is one of my that's cool. my 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 bucket lists. Uh, it's funny, I had uh, a bucket list about five, no, Six or seven years ago, I wrote a bucket list online, and it was uh, Jay Lethal, Austin Aries, and Chase Stevens. And at that time, I hadn't worked Chase Stevens. And now, from that moment to now, I've probably worked him 150 times. <laughs> and then he lives like 10 minutes down the road from me. But uh, but I've never got to work Austin Aries, and I haven't got to work Jay Lethal yet. So those two names are still my, my top two bucket lists. I mean, I wouldn't have even thought about Jay Lethal, but now that I'm thinking about it, uh, that match has to happen. If uh, if anyone out there can make that match happen, I got twenty on it. I'm I'm in. I'll, I'll buy that pay per view because that's yeah, a great match. Jay's definitely one, and um, Shane Taylor. You know, I, I think me and Shane Taylor could have a slug knockout. I got brawl. We were we were talking about Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor promotions earlier. That dude, I think he gets it. I think I think big things are on the horizon for that guy. Hundred percent. Um, what's next for you, Damian Wayne? I mean, you've, you, you've now held the AIWF World Championship two times. You're an NWA National Champion. You've held that Dog Heavyweight Championship. You've really held a lot more championships than that. But, I mean, those are just, you know, the, the top of the surface. NWA North American Champion. I mean, 
what's next for you? What, where are you setting your focus at going forward? Um, honestly, I guess I'm just concentrating right now on the AIWF World Championship. Other than that, man, I'm just having fun. Um, I enjoy going to new promotions and, and, and I try to tell, you know, yeah, I love getting in there with top talent. I love getting in there with the Bordells and the Chances and all that. But I'm also the vet that likes to get in the ring with the young guy and help him. So I, I try to, especially a lot of new promoters that, book, that try to book me out. The first thing I tell them is if you got a, a young guy that you're, you're wanting to help get over or you think he's just right there, just needs that little boost. I want to be the guy to help him out because I, I I can get in the ring, I can work them and help them while I'm in the ring because me personally, I'm the last one I'm thinking about when I'm in the ring. So that's where I'm at now. I have fun doing that. I enjoy doing that. Um, so I'm just riding out the sunset now, I guess, you know, I'm not, I know I'm getting close to the, the end. Um, I don't like saying that. <laughs> but uh, I know I only got a few more years left, so now I'm just kind of I, I'm not looking for any. I mean, if the opportunities come, granted, I'm going to jump on them. I'm not stupid, but I'm not hustling to get opportunities. I'm just, I just want to enjoy it, have fun, help other guys. You know, the more guys I can help and, and make this business better, then it's better for every one of us. That, I mean, that's awesome. That's all you can do. I mean, that, to give back to the industry, I think is perfect and when you, when you said that when you were talking about that young man who who needs an opportunity to take that next step that's that's just right about there one guy i thought about who is already a champion in his own right and i'm talking about ray jazz from dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators i'm not a matchmaker i'm not here to try to stir the pot or anything but i think i would love to see you back in glassboro new jersey at least one more time in wrestling that young man and I think maybe you could help him get to that next level just just me saying it no I other love to get back there so hey Jaden I know you're listening <laughs> get get Dr. Lawrence or Conium on the phone let's go hey, yeah. <laughs> what one other the, I guess the last question I wanted to ask you about and because I know you had been critical early on of, of this new NWA and things have changed quite a bit since then um, this is an NWA podcast, so I'd be remiss if I didn't get your opinion on the direction that the NWA has taken, you know, with its NWA power, uh, you know, with the long reign of Nick Aldis as world's heavyweight champion, now Trevor Murdoch. I mean, that title and that legacy is synonymous with guys like you and Chance Prophet, basically all the names we mentioned earlier. Um, tell me what your thoughts are on the current uh, version of the NWA. Do you watch it? Do you do you, do you like it? Do you dislike it? Oh, I, I don't, I can't sit here and say I, I watch, I've watched the show from starting and I've watched bits and pieces, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm like that about every lesson of the day. It's, I, it's hard for me to watch. Um, I pick certain guys that I want to watch. Um, but as for the NWA, I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm glad they're on, you know, it's out there in the national audience again. Um, it, it, it sucks that I can't be a part or I can't say I can't be a part, but I'm not a part of it. A um, few reasons from the beginning is me and Dave Lagana butted heads, me and Dave uh, Marquez butted heads. Um, it, 
stupid crap. Um, so, and but neither one of them's with them anymore. Um, but you know, there's a, every guy there I've probably had some kind of you know dealings with. So you know, I'm happy for all of them. I ain't got nothing against nobody there. Um, I'm very, very happy for Trevor. Uh, um, I love that dude to death. Uh, I got to meet him and work him with one of my uh, WWE gimmicks when him and Lance Cade were teaming together. Okay. And he helped me out a lot that night just from that one match. So you know, I love Trevor and I've gotten to know him over the years. So I'm very happy for him. Um, Nick Aldis did a great job. Um, you know, can't say nothing bad about Nick and what he did with the belt. So yeah, I'm very happy for all of them. I love all them guys. Um, I know, you know, Thomas uh, Brom, you know, he, he, he lives not too far from me, uh, and Camille, um, no, so yeah, I'm very happy for a lot of them guys. Punky, Jeremiah Punky, I know Punky really well, yeah. stuff like that. So very happy for all them guys, man. So then I guess, um, you know, my co-host for this podcast is DKM and, and Kevin Frazier, the modern day hero. And one thing that he always loves to to say about the NWA is that his legacy is directly tied to the NWA. So he wants to see it succeed because that means his name is attached to that promotion. Because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, 73 years, lots of champions have come and gone. But, you know, there's some names that are synonymous with the NWA. And as far as I'm concerned, Damian Wayne is one of those names that will always be linked to the National Wrestling Alliance through the tag teams, through the national title, through the North American title, for all the work that you did in NWA Virginia, the work that you did with NWA Dog. I mean, I, I do tip my hat to you and give you your flowers right now because I think that you helped keep the legacy of the National Wrestling Alliance relative and important in a time where it wasn't. And I think that's really awesome. And uh, so for me, for selfish reasons, I would love to see you at some point have an opportunity to wrestle in an NWA ring. And I don't care if it's against George South. I don't care if it's against Colby Carino. And I don't care if it's against Trevor Murdoch, although I would really like to see you wrestle against Trevor Murdoch. Um, I just, again, want to say thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for what you did for the NWA in the past. And thank you for what you're doing for independent wrestling today. Uh, man, thank you. It's my pleasure. And I always thank guys like you for giving guys like us a... Uh, you know, a, a place to, to get ourselves over, put ourselves over, put the business over, and y'all do a great job on that too. But so, you know, many thanks from us wrestlers to people like you. So definitely, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, before we end this conversation, I want you to put out all the cheap plugs. How can they follow you on social media? How can they follow you? Yeah, where can they buy their merchandise? I put the link in the uh, in the in the comments. But if you want to give it out or uh, anything else please this is your opportunity right. yeah I, do, I mainly just do everything on facebook uh, so you can follow me on facebook and find out where i'm going to be at um, and probably find out more about my dogs doing my wrestling show <laughs> <laughs> they're my world but uh anyways uh yeah definitely that um, i got some uh, merch at pro wrestling entertainment.com slash damian wayne Got about five different t-shirts up there that you can grab uh, or you can reach out to me and I got different kind of t-shirts. I got coffee mugs, travel mugs, and all that stuff with Damian Wayne. So 
uh, yeah, just basically just hit me up on Facebook. That's where I'm at. You know, there's going to be a point in time next year where I'm in New Jersey. And I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that maybe you might be there too. So uh, if, if the opportunity arises, I'd be more than happy to, to, to shake your hand and buy you a pop because. Uh, definitely. We'll definitely look forward to that. And uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh... thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance Blog Podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at The Alliance Blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at The Alliance Blog. Remember, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.